Welcome to the Healthy Hormones for Women podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Gladish, online nutritionist, weight loss coach, and hormone fixer-upper. I'm excited to bring you a weekly dose of information and inspiration, sharing with you simple and effective strategies from health, wealth, and all things personal growth. Get ready to become the master of your hormones and experience vibrant health to live a life of more power and possibility. Welcome back to another episode of the Healthy Hormones for Women podcast. I hope you ladies are doing amazing and having an epic day. Today, we are diving into some gut healing superfoods. And as I was sitting around thinking about some of the topics and some of the things that I wanted to dive into, this came to mind mainly because gut health is really top of mind for me right now. And I'll give you a little bit of a backstory. And some of you already really know the backstory with my autoimmune Hashimoto's and whatnot. But I would say that in the past, probably in the past like maybe four months, I was going to say four to six months, I started experiencing a lot of like heartburn, almost this like acidosis that was that was starting to happen. And it was very, very new to me. It would creep up every now and again, like I would say in the past like year, it would creep up, but like really, really mild. And, you know, I would be like, oh, I overate something spicy or I had way too much citrus. And, you know, something like that could be a bit of a trigger for me. And so I just started noticing that in the past more like four to six months that it started reoccurring quite a lot. And I know it's because I have H. pylori. And H. pylori is a really common infection. And it's called H. pylori. So H. pylori, it's uh, it stands for Heliobacter pylori. And it actually looks, if you, if you look through a microscope and you look at this bacteria and you look at this, it actually looks like a helicopter. That's why it's called that. It actually looks like it has these these helicopter wings basically on it. And it's a really, really common bacteria. And what ends up happening is that it can lead to symptoms of heartburn and acidosis and sort of like acid reflux type symptoms. And so... H. pylori is something that you can catch. It's often known as the kissing disease. So if somebody has H. pylori and you are making out with them, there's a good chance you're going to get H. pylori. So the thing is, I think back many, many years ago with my ex-boyfriend, he actually had a lot of gut issues going on and he had H. pylori. And at that time, I did not know that it is something that you can contract from somebody. And then, of course, many years later, now that I'm dealing with this, I'm like, oh my God, I probably had H. pylori for so many years. And so it's getting to the point where it's really starting to like rear its head. And I was really starting to experience some sluggishness around digestion and just some discomfort. And it was, well, really uncomfortable. And so this is where I was like, okay, I got to dive in. I got to I got to fix this. I'm going to do a GI map test, which I did uh, just over a week ago. And I'm going to wait for my results to get back on from that. And then I'm going to really dive in here with the strategic protocol to really healing H. pylori and really healing my gut. I have been working on healing my gut for many, many years. Um, as some of you know, when you are dealing with an autoimmune condition, there is a link there between autoimmunity and your gut. Your immune system lives in your gut. And so if there is immune complications going on, the number one area you want to look at is gut health. And so I definitely went on some 
very personalized gut healing protocols, but I hadn't dove into testing specifically. And that's really the next step for me. So that's where I'm at right now. And I am, I'm really actually excited to get my tests back. I probably won't get them back for another two or three weeks. And uh, I'm really excited to get those, those results back. And then I can really dive in and just kind of up level my healing, you know, keep moving forward with my healing. It's not like you ever hit this point and you're like, oh, that's it. I'm done. I don't ever need to do anything else again. Um, It's for me, it's really important to be proactive and to stay on top of this and to always be looking at that next piece and that next layer. And I'm almost like beating myself up over the fact that I should have done this earlier, but it is what it is all in due time. Um, I've been really on top of like the thyroid piece, liver detox piece, as well hormone piece and gut health is just the next part of that puzzle. So I'm really diving in full force. And that's what led me to really want to talk about gut healing superfoods and a lot of the foods that I include in my diet that really helps to support gut health and inflammation overall. So I want to share some of these with you today. And when I say superfoods, you might be thinking of things like I don't know, like maca powder or cacao powder. And you know, these like superfood brands where you can go and buy these powders and like add them to your shakes. And sure, there's some really great superfoods out there like cacao and acai and moringa and all that fun stuff. But that's not what I'm referring to when I'm speaking about superfoods. I'm talking about gut-friendly foods that you can literally find in your local grocery store that is really going to pack a healthy punch for your gut, so to speak. And it's really going to help speed up the healing process. And these are foods that are super nourishing and super nutritive and going to support the gastrointestinal system and just really help to uh, optimize the healing process for you. So in no specific order, I'm just going to dive in here. And number one up on my list is coconut and coconut products, which I am definitely obsessed with. And many years ago, when I went on the autoimmune paleo protocol, uh, the AIP diet, coconut was like my best friend because I couldn't eat like different nuts and seeds and nut butters and things like that, uh, which is something that you eliminate when you're on the AIP diet. And if you do want to dive deeper into the AIP diet and want just a bit more of an understanding about it, you can actually head to my website and you can just search AIP. And there's a whole blog post that I have up there about it. So you can just head to holisticwellness.ca. And then in the search bar, just search AIP, or maybe you search autoimmune paleo. And either way, you will definitely find the blog post and it will uh, it will come up for you. But many years ago when I went on that protocol and I still do eat a lot of AIP friendly foods and there's a lot that I learned about myself from that protocol like I was definitely overdoing it with nuts and seeds and that's not really something that I eat very much anymore. Um you know, I might have a little bit of almond butter. I definitely will admit that when I bake, I do use a lot of almond flour and I've been really conscious of limiting that. So I've been using more AIP friendly flours lately, like tiger nut and green banana and cassava flour. Um, I actually did just make these delicious AIP banana muffins and totally, totally rocked that recipe. It's so delicious and you can find it over on my Instagram. Been really more conscious of using those flours and this is where coconut came in. I couldn't use like nut butters, so I was using coconut butter and I was putting coconut butter in my coffee and I love just, you know, 
cooking with coconut oil and using coconut oil and baking and things like that and um, using shredded coconut in things like I, I just love it. And so when I went AIP, this is really where my love of coconut really started to grow. So when I say coconut and coconut products, you know, this includes actual fresh coconut, um, coconut water, unsweetened shredded coconut and coconut milk, coconut butter, coconut oil. All of this is just really, really great. And they are rich in short chain fatty acids. So what that means is that it really is a readily available source of energy. You know, it's an immediate source of energy that your cells can use up. And that also there are cells that actually line the GI tract and those cells will really use up this source of short chain fatty acids. And also, the great thing about coconut is that it really is quite fibrous, which is great. So even if you're just using like a tablespoon of shredded coconut and, you know, putting that onto your um, like porridge or adding it into a smoothie or something like that, you're getting just over a gram of fiber, which which is actually really good for something like shredded coconut. But I love it and I love using it in so many different things. And I do love putting coconut butter in my coffee. So I like to put coconut butter in a scoop of collagen. And then I throw all that in my blender with my coffee and then I blend that up. And it's just so frothy and so delicious. And especially if you feel like you want that bit of sweetness in your coffee, I find that that's what the coconut butter does. It gives that little bit of sweetness and you're only adding really good fats. You're actually not adding sugar. So I'm a big fan of coconut and as a bonus, it is also, you know, coconut products are antiviral, they're antibacterial, and they contain these antimicrobial compounds um, called lauric acid and monolaurin, and that actually helps to protect the body from a wide variety of infections. So coconut products all the way. No surprise that I started off with that. Okay, next up on my list is bone broth, which I'm sure you've probably heard me speak about many times before. And bone broth broth is just rich in so many minerals and so many vitamins and it it's really it's the building blocks of collagen and bone broth really builds up the the soft tissue so it's really nutritive it's loaded with amino acids that are very healing and it's great if you are dealing with gut issues like colitis or diverticulitis, or any sort of like IBD, like inflammatory bowel disease, it's really going to help support that, especially if you're in the middle of a flare-up, then bone broth could be really, really healing for you. It's very gentle, it's very easy to absorb and assimilate, and it really just packs quite the punch when it comes to minerals and nutrition. So it helps with healing the gut lining as well. And I do have in my book, The 30-Day Hormone Solution, I do have my 10-step process for making bone broth in the Instant Pot, and it is really super easy and super delicious. So if you feel like making bone broth is going to be this like 8 to 12-hour process and take you super long, it's not. Follow the recipe in my book, and it really is, is going to be done in like under two hours, and it's so delicious. And then you can drink it and then you can use it in soups and stews and all kinds of things. And it's just super healing and really delicious. So um, I like to keep a whole bunch on hand. 
and I'll make a really big pot of it and then I will let it cool and then we store it in the freezer and then um, I've, I have it on hand when when I need it if I'm if I'm making soups or stews or anything like that. And um, I also just like to drink it during the day as tea. I warm it up and it really is just so delicious and um, just a nice like tea replacement. If I'm not feeling like having an actual tea, that will often be my go-to. Okay, next up on the list, fermented foods. Um, I am going to exclude dairy out of this because, of course, you can get fermented dairy products, but I'm not going to include that because when it comes to really like gut restoration, um, I would leave dairy products out because they can be quite mucus forming for a lot of people and a lot of people can be quite triggered from them. So if you're going through any sort of gut restoration and gut healing, I would definitely keep um, fermented dairy products out, at least initially. Um, and then you can reintroduce them and then, you know, see how you feel with that. So fermented foods, uh, often we use them in small amounts in the form of condiments, right? Things like your pickles or anything pickled really and kimchi and sauerkraut. I know that I love having kimchi as part of my meal. I just kind of put it on the side. Sometimes it doesn't matter like what I'm eating. I just always have a little bit of kimchi there on my plate. Um, I kind of go through my phases where I'm super obsessed with kimchi and I need to eat it like every single day. And then I kind of get over it and I'm and I don't need it. Um, so I kind of go uh, back and forth with it, but I really do love it. And especially because I love spice, that's, that's probably why I'm so drawn to it because it's so delicious. Um, but it does supply our body with lots of amazing probiotics, uh, probiotics and enzymes and can really improve the digestibility of a meal, which is really great. And so fermented foods do protect the integrity of the small intestine. They are going to aid in the absorption of vitamins and minerals. And they also are inherently antimicrobial, which is really great. So there's all kinds of options here, sauerkraut and different uh, fermented pickled vegetables. So olives, capers, pickles. Um, Thai fish sauce is actually fermented. And I do love fish sauce. If you are using it, and I do use a little bit in my bone broth, make sure that it is gluten-free. So FYI on that. Um, there are some fermented coconut products and um, like a coconut kefir or coconut yogurt. And those are going to be some really great options. So these could be really great for you. I will note here, you know, a, a word to the wise that if you have a yeast infection or if you are very hypersensitive um, to histamine, you may be more aggravated by fermented foods. And so definitely minimize these. And if you find before your period that you are more histamine sensitive, I definitely can be because what happens is you have this estrogen rise just before your period. And as that estrogen rises, it also increases your histamine. And so you could have like a full blown allergic response, like allergy response, um, like basically allergies, you know, stuffy nose, watery eyes, um, the whole thing, you know, itchy face, itchy eyes. If you find that that's what's happening just before your period, then I would maybe minimize the fermented foods right around, right around um, that time. So just be conscious of it because, you know, sometimes we don't realize that, that, that that's what's happening, right? We, our estrogen is right. 
exercising and then we're eating fermented foods and then we're having this like full-blown almost like allergy attack and stuffy nose and runny nose and itchy eyes, watery eyes, the whole thing. And we think like, oh my God, it's because I'm getting my period. I feel like crap. And it could actually just be because of your estrogen is rising and you're being extra triggered by some of the fermented foods. So something to pay attention to. Okay, next up on the list, leeks and onions. I love them. I love them so much. And I do use them in my bone broth as well. They are super anti-inflammatory and they contain quercetin, which is a very powerful bioflavonoid, which is also really good for allergies, FYI. And onions are onions are actually one of the most rich sources of quercetin, which is really amazing. So definitely include those during allergy season, during allergy season. And they both, both leeks and onions have kind of like this slippery quality to them. And that's a really good characteristic of gut healing foods. They have this like mucilaginous quality to them. And that helps to coat the intestines. And it's really good for soothing inflamed tissue and just protecting against further irritation. So uh, definitely include some of those in your cooking, in your soups, in your stews. Um, I absolutely love onions and even garlic. Garlic is really healing because it's loaded with sulfur. Same with onions and leeks. They are loaded with sulfur. And that sulfur is very great for liver detoxification. So that liver, um, as you're working on liver detoxification, that's going to have a positive impact on breaking down hormones and detoxifying the body. Um, But sometimes people with gut issues and um, just like gut irritability could sometimes react to garlic. So just pay attention to that. And I used to know somebody who used to eat like a raw garlic clove every single day. He used to actually take this raw garlic clove and dip it in honey and he would eat it every single day. And he swore by it. Like he never got sick. His skin was amazing. And um, that was his like little, his little go-to, his like anti-aging little tip. And um, I just can't picture eating raw garlic like that. But I guess once you dip it in honey, it's, it's probably fine. Um, But leeks and onions, definitely something to incorporate. They are so delicious and they just add so much flavor to a meal as well. Okay, ladies, I quickly want to interrupt today's episode and chat about some products that I am currently loving and using. Being that we are talking about healing superfoods today, one of my go-to products is the green juice from Organifi. And it is loaded with so many superfoods. And turmeric is one of those gut healing superfoods that I'm talking about on today's podcast. And you will definitely find some delicious turmeric inside the Organifi green juice. This name is a little bit misleading because you might think green juice is an, is an actual juice that you're getting. It's an actual powder and you mix it into some water and then it becomes your green juice and then you drink it. It's a really great way to um, support your immune system, to support healthy weight management, to lower inflammation. I am absolutely obsessed with it and it's a really great way to just get in some super high dose nutrition and superfoods. The Organifi green juice is loaded with moringa, chlorella, mint, spirulina, beetroot, matcha green tea, wheatgrass, ashwagandha, turmeric, lemon juice, and coconut water, which is freeze-dried. And this is a great product that I love to bring 
with me while I'm traveling. So not only do I use it in the morning and it's a really nice boost for me before I have my workouts in the morning, but it's also great while traveling. And because I'm heading off on my honeymoon soon, this is definitely going to be in my suitcase with me. It's just a really great way to stay on top of my nutrition and gut health and inflammation and all of those things while traveling and not having to take a million supplements with me. I feel really good just having this on hand with me and know that it's covering a lot of bases because it's loaded with so many vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, and lots of essential amino acids as well. So you can save 15% over at OrganifiShop.com with the coupon code healthy hormones. Use that at checkout. You can use that coupon code site wide. So if there's any other products you want to try, like the red juice or the Organifi Harmony or their Organifi Gold, they have lots of great products. And currently I'm just really loving the green juice and I mix it into a little bit of water. And because it has mint in there, it really does taste very refreshing. And it's literally one of the best tasting greens powders on the market. Market. I can absolutely promise that. And sometimes I like to squeeze in a little bit of lime juice and or a little bit of lemon juice, and it's just really, really good. So that's my little tip of the day. And then also, I just want to mention some amazing products over at eatenhemp.com. And with Canada Day coming up, there's going to be lots of fireworks. And then, of course, July 4th is coming up as well more fireworks. Um, If you have an animal at home that freaks out with fireworks, the Eaton Hemp Organic Full Spectrum CBD Pet Oil is awesome. We currently are giving this to Molly. And if you were listening to me over on my Insta stories a couple of weeks ago, she freaked out on the May long weekend when there were fireworks and it took a while for her to really come out of that, like weeks. And she didn't want to go on walks. She wouldn't go out at night. And so we literally had to try everything. And she's still a little bit conscious and a little bit scared sometimes at nighttime. And so we've been using some of the rescue remedy, which is a Bach flower remedy. And then we also use the CBD pet oil from Eaton Hemp. So they have some amazing products. I use their full spectrum and full strength um, CBD oil myself. I like to use a full dropper at night with my 5-HDP and my magnesium. That's been my go-to evening routine. And then I absolutely love having the pet CBD oil on hand as well. So you can save 20% off at eatenhemp.com use the coupon code healthy hormones and that will save you 20% site wide. I've been also using their hemp hearts and their toasted super seeds. I love adding those to salads and I love adding the hemp hearts to my smoothies and also to salads and they just have some really awesome products so be sure to check them out and again use the coupon code to save 20% off. All right, let's get back to our episode. All right, next up, cabbage. And of course, sauerkraut is fermented cabbage, but just eating cabbage in the form of like a cabbage slaw or adding it into salads, I'm steaming it a little bit. I actually like to saute it with leeks and garlic and um, and then I'll drizzle on like maybe a little bit of olive oil and some uh, lemon or some lime juice on top. And it is really great for the gastrointestinal system because it is super rich in glutamine and 
glutamine is just super healing for the gut. And uh, cabbage also contains sulfur-containing compounds as well that are very protective against cancer, which is great. And it really just does contain an abundant of phytonutrients, which are different plant chemicals that have a broad range of positive health benefits and and um, lots of antioxidants there as well. So uh, you could juice cabbage, and you've probably heard about juicing cabbage for ulcers. It can be really healing for that. So in my case, H. pylori, if it goes unaddressed for a very, very long time, it could potentially lead to an ulcer and something that could be really healing for that is actually drinking cabbage juice. So I don't think that that's where the stage that I'm at. Otherwise, I might be at like, might be really, uh, might be experiencing like real discomfort and be really in pain, but that's that's not what what is happening. So um, I don't think I'm at that point where I need to juice cabbage just yet. But just an FYI for anybody that is really dealing with a lot of gastrointestinal complaints and issues and ulcers, um, cabbage juice could be really, really healing. It's like this long-standing folk remedy to drink cabbage juice. And yeah, it's just delicious. And so include it in your slaws. That's what we do. I love cabbage. And again, I I do suggest that you either steam it or you are, you know, if you're putting it in a slaw, I like to put it in a slaw and then add the dressing and let it sit for quite a while so it can really like absorb, um, absorb the oils and the dressing and the nutrients and it can kind of break down so it's not so hard to, to chew and, and digest. Um, so yeah, you can steam it, uh, you can saute it. There's so many great ways to enjoy it. All right, next up, sweet potato and pumpkin. I always have canned pumpkin on hand year round because I do love making pumpkin muffins. Um, I also love making my pumpkin pie smoothie. That is also a recipe in my 30-day hormone solution book, Um, but super anti-inflammatory. And it is just delicious and chock full of beta carotene, which is the precursor to vitamin A. And vitamin A promotes optimal cell regeneration. And it really supports the immune function, which is important. And that's going to overall lead to gut restoration. So that vitamin A is just really restorative and supporting that immune system. And you definitely want that if you, you know, you're dealing with any autoimmune issues or just immune issues in general. And pumpkin and sweet potato are both really great sources of fiber, really gentle fiber. And they're also low glycemic index carbs. So they might spike your blood sugar if you eat too much of them. Um, So be conscious of that. And they, unlike, you know, white flour and white products and rice and pasta and breads and things like that, um, which will definitely spike your blood sugar, you know, the glycemic load of sweet potato and pumpkin and just squashes in general um, are a lot lower. So they really won't spike it as much. So if you are looking for alternatives when it comes to carbohydrates, stick to these amazing squashes and tubers, as they're also known as. You can leave the, I like to leave the skin on my sweet potato because there's really great fiber in the skin. And if you roast it in the oven, that skin just gets so delicious and, and I absolutely love it. So I like to leave the skin on it and I do eat the skin, um, but it really is a great option if you're looking for a healthier carbohydrate option and something that won't be super, um, that won't really impact the blood sugar in, in a super dramatic kind of way. 
Okay, next up, turmeric. And I'm going to add sort of to this list is curcumin because those two really go hand in hand. Turmeric contains curcumin. And this is an amazing spice that is very anti-inflammatory, and it can also help to soothe the GI tract. So if you're dealing with inflammatory bowel disease, uh, if you're dealing with colitis, uh, curcumin, or turmeric, it's going to be really, really powerful for you, and you can add that to your diet. So you can add it to soups and stews, and you can, I actually like to just sprinkle some turmeric onto some scrambled eggs. Um, there's so many ways to add it. You can make a great turmeric latte, which is dis- uh, which is delicious. And so Curcumin is a constituent of turmeric and is more readily absorbed into the bloodstream. And turmeric actually does stay in the intestine, coating it like a like just like really coating the lining um, and reducing inflammation. So it's it's really, really powerful and it has a ton of very potent antioxidants. And um you really don't, I think a lot of people feel like when I say turmeric or curcumin, they instantly think curry and they're like, well, why would I have curried eggs or why would I add that to my smoothie? And turmeric is just one component of curry. Curry is a blend of spices. So it's not going to taste like curry because some people are like, why would I have a curry smoothie? Um, now, I love curry. I love curry, everything, green curry, red curry, all types of curry. Um Thai curry, Indian curry, all of it. Like I'm such, I'm, I just love all the flavors and the spices. And so of course you can make delicious curries and you can also buy some really delicious curries. A uh, Chaw's Organics has some really great curries and some really great spices and um, products to check out. So highly recommend looking for that in your grocery store. That's C-H-A-S, Chaws, um, Chaws Organic. They have some really great stuff. So definitely check them out and start making yourself some turmeric lattes and adding it to your eggs. Um, it really is delicious. Okay, another one on the list is prunes, which I feel like my grandmother probably ate prunes. I feel like it's just, it's something that is like comes from the wisdom of our grandparents, right? Um, They are such a fabulous source of fiber. They're very gentle, they're non-irritating, and they're great for relieving constipation. And they're also a really rich source of antioxidants. They are inflammatory, which uh, anti-inflammatory. And they're also, as a side note, really great for bone health as well. So prunes are Go to if you feel like you are backed up, definitely have some prunes. But also, with anything fibrous, I should mention it's really important that you are also making sure you're hydrated. That's really, really key. You don't want to be loading up on all of this fiber and then neglecting hydration, which is going to actually help push that fiber through your bowels. Okay. Protein, another one, is so important. All biological systems are built with this structural framework, and the gastrointestinal system is no different. Protein ensures that our gut lining will be appropriately constructed, which is key, and that there will be enough building blocks for all of our enzymes. And adequate protein is crucial for your immune system function. And there are also compounds that are used by the immune cells to communicate with each other and other antibodies in our body. And those are made from protein. So this is really essential. And as an aside, outside of gut health and just the GI tract in general and how protein is important for that, 
Protein is so key for numerous reasons, not just gut health, hormone health, managing blood sugar and insulin, as well as neurotransmitters, which play a role on your mood and depression and anxiety and your hunger and your satiety. So many things, as well as your energy. Protein is so, so key. And I really do see, I'm going to say with like 98% of our clients are under eating protein. And that one little tweak of getting them to eat more protein and more consistently has a dramatic impact on how they feel. And I can definitely attest to this because. I I mean, I typically eat three meals a day. Sometimes I'm eating two because I'm fasting. And I was noticing that my energy levels were just really low. And I can sometimes get into this really bad habit of like being at the computer and working and being on like this role and in this flow of working that I'm like, oh, I should eat. And then I'm like, oh, but just five more minutes. And that five more minutes turns into an hour. And then I'm starving and my blood sugar is dipping. And I'm just like, okay, this is this is not okay. And then at that point, you're so hungry and you know, you reach for just anything, right? And so I'm reaching for like the quickest thing because I'm so hungry because I let that window go get too far. And and then I'm reaching for like some fruit in the fridge or, you know, I, I whip up a smoothie, which yes, I will put put protein in there. But, you know, it's when I think about energy specifically and just that lack of energy that I sometimes feel, you know, from, you know, from every so often, I think about, okay, number one, where am, where am I in my cycle? Because that will have an impact on my energy levels. How much have I eaten today? And on top of how much I've eaten, how much protein have I actually had at those meals? So I have really made it a point to get more protein into my diet at least a good four times a day. So I will have three meals a day and I will have a shake on top of that often especially on workout days. And so I'm definitely getting enough protein at four meals. And even if I'm having like a decaf coffee or an elixir or something like that, what I now do is I add in gelatin powder, which you can just mix right in there, and collagen. I mix them both in there so I can really up the ante with my protein. Um, Especially how much I, I mean, I don't work out excessively or anything like that, but I do work out three to four days a week lifting weights. And if I'm going to be lifting weights and wanting to, you know, transform my body, then I'm going to need protein in order to do that. So just an aside here, really get that protein in. It is so, so essential. And I find that typically the women we are working with, they really are under eating protein. And so it's going to play a huge role with blood sugar, with insulin management and your weight, especially. Um, so really, really important. And you know, if protein is lacking, our bodies turn to muscle tissue, which is the last thing we want. And then it starts to break down our muscle tissue, making it difficult for our bodies to heal and function in its most optimal way. So really make sure you're getting in that protein. And I am also really conscious of, again, just looking at my energy levels and thinking like, am I like, did I eat enough protein? And and did I actually eat enough today? So I wanted just to add that in as an aside, because energy is something that, again, I find so many of our clients are feeling, um, they're feeling really depleted, and they're feeling really exhausted. And, you know, something again, for myself, too, it's like, well, of course, I feel tired, because I only ate two meals today, and I worked out and I'm 
you know, my brain is very active. My body is very active. I'm moving around a lot. And those two meals a day sometimes are just not satiating enough. So um, really just tuning in and trying to and just adjusting things as you need to, just because intermittent fasting might be the thing, um, you know, that doesn't mean that that's what's going to be the thing for you. And if you're feeling a bit depleted and tired, uh, definitely it's time to revisit things. So I know that I had to do that for myself and, and just up the ante with my protein. And let me tell you, literally in a matter of days, I already started to feel so, so, so much better. Okay, so enough on that one. <laughs> Let's switch over to okra, which I absolutely love. And to be quite honest, I haven't made it in a really long time. But one of the reasons why I love okra, again, just like the leeks and onions, it has that very mucilaginous, slippery compound to it. And it, uh, again, is great for soothing the GI tract and reducing inflammation. And so if you've ever opened up an okra pod, you'll notice that it's kind of stringy and slippery on the inside. And that's really great because those mucilaginous qualities are very healing for the lining of the gut. Artichokes. Those are my freaking favorite. I love them so, so much. And I'll be honest, I have not cooked fresh, like real fresh artichokes from scratch in a very, very long time. And I probably should. They are so damn good. I love them. And whenever I pop into the Whole Foods by us, they have these um, already cooked artichokes um, and like they're seasoned and they have these different spices and they, they have them in these um, these bags and I, and I buy them and I will just add them to salads and I normally just eat them right out of the bag. Like I could literally eat the entire bag in one serving because they're just so good. And um the reason they're so good is because they are literally fiber superstars and they have tons of prebiotic fiber, which is an essential food for feeding all of your bacteria. And they contain soluble and insoluble fiber, which will aid in bowel regularity. So I'm a really big fan. You can use Jerusalem artichokes. You can use regular artichokes. Um, Jerusalem artichokes are also known as sunchokes, um, but they are really amazing. You can add them to a salad. And if you are buying them fresh and cooking them from scratch, Yes, it is a bit of a process and it will take some time. So just be patient with yourself on that. And that's why I've just been buying them already cooked. And um, you can keep an eye out for those when you are in your grocery store next. Okay, so those are my gut healing superfoods. I hope that if there's anything on that list that I shared today that you're not currently eating, that you are going to start incorporating. And maybe you're at a point with your gut health and just your health in general that it's time to dive deeper and maybe do some testing. We do offer the GI map test as part of our coaching program. So if you're interested to learn more about that, you can head on over to holisticwellness.ca forward slash Dutch program. And so this is our hormone program. It's our, it's our really our sort of concierge type one-on-one coaching program where we work with women to test their hormones using the Dutch hormone test. And then we do often uh, also upgrade to the GI map test for anybody that feels um, they really need that component as well. Um, so you can really get the best of both doing the Dutch testing and the GI map testing. And we do connect you with our naturopathic doctor who you will have an appointment, uh, a call with, and she will sit down with you via Zoom and go through all of your testing with the GI map test and the Dutch test. And then you will work 
with Coach Lauren, who will design a personalized and strategic protocol for you when it comes to both gut health and hormone health. And yeah, so if you're looking for support there, again, the link is holisticwellness.ca forward slash Dutch program. You can learn about more about that program there. And there is a link there to go fill out the application. And then you can book in a call and you can speak to our team and see if that program might be the next step for you. And we are happy to support you and guide you on your transformation journey. All right. Well, thanks so much for being with me today. I will chat with you all next week. If you haven't left us a reading and a review, you can do so on any major platform that you listen to us on. It really means so much and it helps our podcast connect with more women globally. And I would also love to hear from you over on Instagram at Holistic Wellness Foodie. Send me a direct message, come and say hi, and we can always connect over there. And also, if you're not a member in our Healthy Hormones podcast community. You can search for that over on Facebook and come join us there and we can continue the conversation over there. Thanks again. And I'll chat with you all next week. Take care.